Good afternoon and welcome to this edition of Isotopica with me, Simon Tishko. Uh, this is the detour that starts off in a delicious amateurism word. I hope to discuss further in future episodes with rogue enthusiast David Ellis. And then I'll ask you to consider what the world might be like if Mick Jagger were actually French. After that, we veer sideways into last week's end character, 60s avant-garde sound artist Alvin Lussier, hugely influential. And uh, this time he's both performing and discussing some of his work. At some point, I'd mixed in some of his character, the fabulous Dr. Chicago, and um, see if you can really tell the difference. Next, we go through some Paddy Hurst, Captain Beefheart, and some 78s in the background. Nice scratchy stuff. Um, then there's a sound recording of the security at a really free school, particularly lots of locks and nice noises. And then we limp towards the end of today's hour with disgraced sex therapist Wilhelm Reich, or at least his wife. Um, further details of today's noises and mixes can be found by following the links on our website which is www.theculture.net I hope you enjoy today's mix thanks for listening bye
C'est bien ça. Ouais, faudra que tu fouilles un peu. Il y a 2000 livres dans ce sac. Il y a une petite somme de prévu pour toi. 500 livres. T'es un vrai gentleman. Vous l'avez bien mérité, toi et Marge. C'est pas tout vieux. Il faut que je me trouve un passeport. T'as de quoi noter Je connais un faussaire. C'est un vieux chypriote. Il s'appelle Tanopoulos. Et Johnny, maman veut savoir si tu veux un œuf. T'as l'adresse, Tony Parfait. Et Turner t'attend dans son appart au premier étage. D'accord, Laurie. Je monte. Je suis entouré de dingue. T'es où, au juste J'ai changé de quartier et de rive. Ah, oui. Je suis ouais. dans un trou à rats. Avec des phénomènes de foire. Cheveux longs, pique-nique, défonce, amour libre. Les filles sont des <rire> étrangères. Mais bon, pour l'instant, on me fiche une paire royale. Et c'est une excellente planque, tout compte fait. Je me suis arrangé avec la fille blonde. La fille blonde s'est trompée. Ma secrétaire prend parfois des initiatives malheureuses. Je suis très stressé. J'ai énormément de travail. Tenez. Je ne veux pas de cet argent. Ce tapis persan a 200 ans. Ça se voit. Une splendide antiquité. Je vous dis adieu. Vous partez sur le champ. Monsieur Turner, mes valises, mes accessoires de scène vont être expédiés à cette adresse. Vos quoi Mes valises, mes accessoires avec lesquels je travaille. Vous devriez vous installer dans un hôtel. Un hôtel Vous voulez rire Écoutez, j'adore cet endroit et j'aime bien les ambiances bohèmes. Je suis un artiste, monsieur Turner tout comme vous. Vous... Jonglez. Pourquoi pas Oui, en effet. Pourquoi Pourquoi pas Un jongleur. Un métier vieux comme le monde. Un prestidigitateur, un illusionniste. Un magicien. Oui, je fais des performances. Un prestidigitateur. Oui, c'est juste depuis que vous êtes là, cette bicoque a perdu de son champ de gravitation la nuit des amateurs à la Kéops c'est sa putain de pyramide. Il a enterré un ou deux jongleurs avec lui. Parfait Et les tétrarques de Sodome et d'Orbis Tertius. C'est bien ça, j'ai raison, l'artiste. 
peut-être en ce qui me concerne, je ne suis rien d'autre qu'un amuseur public. Ah, il modeste avec ça. Mais après tout, il n'y en a eu qu'un. Le seul, l'unique. Un seul quoi Le seul, l'illustre. Enrico Rastelli. Vous connaissez votre sujet Le jongleur attitré du roi de Toscane. 14 si on parlait de la chambre. 14 balles, un record. Laissez-moi rester une nuit, vous aviserez demain. Une nuit, les yeux bandés, sous héroïne. Vous partez en voyage. Tu parles d'une performance. Vous pensez être en mesure de relever le défi, monsieur le magicien Vous ne pouvez pas rester ici, mon vieux. Je suis pas d'humeur. Vous voulez bien me jouer un air de musique Je déteste la musique. Vous faites de l'humour À 50 ans, vous serez peut-être drôle. Je veux que vous partiez d'ici. Vous n'aimerez pas cet endroit. Je m'y sens bien. Cette chambre en sous-sol est charmante. J'ai payé le loyer. Je vais adorer. Non. Vous ne vous fondez pas dans le décor. Je m'intégrerai. Je suis un vrai caméléon. Je n'ai pas vraiment le choix, monsieur Turner. Je vois. C'est si grave que ça. Si vous étiez à ma place, monsieur Dean, que feriez-vous Je n'en sais rien. J'aimerais savoir qui vous êtes en réalité. Ce que j'ignore. Qui je suis Vous savez qui vous êtes Hein Oui. Vous savez vraiment qui vous êtes Eh bien, ça simplifie les choses. Dans ce cas, vous pouvez rester. Cette nuit et demain, je viserai. Merci. célèbre que tu le dis. C'était une vraie star. Il était vachement célèbre. Quand j'étais en couche-culotte, il faisait partie du parade. Mais il n'a pas duré. Les pop stars, ça va et ça vient. Personnellement, j'ai jamais aimé cette musique. Moi, ce que je préfère, c'est sa grosse bouche en cul de poule. Ses disques ont été numéro 1 et numéro 2 et 3 au top 50. Mmh. Tu me donnes mon thé, Laurie Il a fait des tubes, mais tout le monde l'a oublié. Parce qu'il a pris sa retraite. Ah ouais Il fait plus grand-chose. Il reste chez lui toute la journée. Il écrit un bouquin et de la musique. Ah, c'est pour ça qu'il a une secrétaire. Quoi Ouais, pas la fille maigre, l'autre étrangère, là, la blonde. Ferber Ferber, c'est son amoureuse. Ils vivent ensemble depuis des années. C'est sa petite amie, sa poule. Ah ouais Tous les journaux ont parlé de leur histoire d'amour. 
maman va revenir. Ce soir, je suis bon. C'est pas la bonne prise, chérie. Regarde, comment tu veux que ça fonctionne C'est deux prises femelles. D'accord, d'accord, j'ai compris. Laisse-moi me débrouiller toute seule. Avec ça, ça devrait marcher. Tu deviens trop grosse, Lorraine. Tu manges trop de féculents. J'en ai marre des haricots blancs. Tu sais quoi, je déteste ce mec. Je trouve qu'il est bizarre. Toi non plus, tu l'aimes pas, à vous. Mais qu'est-ce que tu attends de lui Je n'attends rien Je laisse les choses se faire Pourquoi est-ce qu'il a accepté qu'il reste Il a changé d'avis. Pourquoi il va falloir qu'on supporte ce mec Monsieur Dean hmm? Vous voulez que je nettoie votre chambre maintenant Oh, bonjour, Madame Gibbs. Non, c'est inutile, vous n'avez qu'à passer demain matin. Merci, la chambre est en ordre. À cet instant précis, un événement imprévu se produisit. Le vieux gaucho sortit de l'ombre un sourire d'extase aux lèvres et lui lança une dague qui atterrit à ses pieds. Dolman se baissa pour la ramasser. Il n'aurait jamais accepté que je décide d'abréger ma vie dans ce sanatorium, pensa-t-il. C'est moi qui détiens l'énigme, la force. Turner, je sais pourquoi. Ouais. Ton locataire. Oh Qu'est-ce que c'est Une mouche Une mouche Elle s'est posée sur moi. Pourquoi Je pense que tu as peur de lui. Ouais, tu as raison. Sans doute. Et je crois qu'il a peur lui aussi. Peur de toi Calvin, you have your uh, yeah. what? cassettes or CDs? Yeah, or? I, have, I have CDs. Great. Um, so. Should I assume people know I'm sitting in a room or shouldn't I? No. I am sitting in a room different from the one you are in now. I am recording the sound of my speaking voice and I am going to play it back into the room again and again until the resonant frequencies of the room reinforce themselves so that any semblance of my speech with perhaps the exception of rhythm is destroyed. What you will hear then are the natural, resonant frequencies of the room articulated by speech. I regard this activity not so much as a demonstration of a physical fact, but more as a way to smooth out any irregularities my speech might have. I am sitting in a room different from the one you are in now. 
I am recording the sound of my speaking voice and I am going to play it back into the room again and again until the resonant frequencies of the room reinforce themselves so that any semblance of my speech with perhaps the exception of rhythm is destroyed. What you will hear then are the natural resonant frequencies of the room articulated by speech. I regard this activity not so much as a demonstration of a physical fact, but more as a way to smooth out any irregularities my speech might have. I am sitting in a room different from the one you are in now. I am recording the sound of my speaking voice and I am going to play it back into the room again and again until the resonant frequencies of the room reinforce themselves so that any semblance of my speech with perhaps the exception of rhythm is destroyed. What you will hear then are the natural resonant frequencies of the room articulated by speech. I regard this activity not so much as a demonstration of a physical fact, but more as a way to smooth out any irregularities my speech might have. I am sitting in a room different from the one you are in now. I am recording the sound of my speaking voice and I am going to play it back into the room again and again until the resonant frequencies of the room reinforce themselves so that any semblance of my speech with perhaps the exception of rhythm is destroyed. What you will hear then are the natural resonant frequencies of the room articulated by speech. I regard this activity not so much as a demonstration of a physical fact, but more as a way to smooth out any irregularities my speech might have. I am sitting in a room different from the one you are in now. I am recording the sound of my speaking voice and I am going to play it back into the room again and again until the present frequencies of the room reinforce themselves 
so that any semblance of my speech, with perhaps the exception of venom, is destroyed. What you will hear then are the natural resonant frequencies of the room articulated by speech. I regard this activity not so much as a demonstration of a physical fact, but more as a way to smooth out any irregularities my speech might have. about time we started talking about your f and after all you did come to me mm -hmm. in dire circumstances and you know as well as I do that I'm the only man in the world that can help you here's what I propose when we get to Sweden I can perform a series of operations to your satisfaction. That is, of course, if you don't have any psychological impairments or any religious scruples. You aren't by any chance part Chinese, are, are you? That would put a different angle on things. Here's what I can offer. One operation can undo the bad harm that was done to you by that man. And a second operation can bring about the change in your life that you've been asking for. As far as expenses are concerned, here's what I propose. I can either give you the number two operation. 
calm down. I can either give you the number two operation for four hundred dollars. Then... <laughs> and then do the... And then do the number four operation for two hundred dollars. Or I could make a combination of both for five hundred dollars. You can bring your family, you can bring your friends for no extra price. Mm -hmm. If of course they provide their own transportation to mm -hmm. and from the clinic. <laughs> you do that for me. Perhaps a slight extra fee for orange juice in the morning. You'll restore my faith in humanity. I will restore for you, Jan, everything. <laughs> of course, there'll be minor adjustments you'll have to make when it's mm -hmm. all over. Changes in deportment. Jan, my sweet Jan, you'll have to find a new way of talking. And a new way of and we'll have to make some minor adjustments in your body body temperature perhaps bring it up a few degrees your legs won't be satisfactory anymore Jan we might have to do a little plastic surgery or perhaps you might want to bring your ankles up a few inches. I mean, who knows, you might go into professional football. <laughs> who knows what doors will open to you. Jan, I hope you, you realize the different situation you'll be in. You'll have to get a new passport photograph. Of course, that could work to your advantage while the rest of us still have to be ourselves. Think what a difference it'll be seeing your old friends, your family, going downtown at night to a pharmacy. It won't be the same, Jan. And I wonder what it will due to your relationship with Peggy. Whether it will be satisfactory under these new conditions. What will your name be? Will you change your name? Piercy. Oh, that's sweet. Piercy Pierce. <laughs> Seems like all day I've been thinking about the the image or the the idea that if if you from your experience could could describe could describe the feeling uh, could describe the feeling that you get uh, when you've decided you've just made something apart from yourself, you know, made a piece yeah. of art or something like that. Is, 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 it, is it wrong to think that if you could describe that feeling, if you could describe that moment in the same way that if you went to a foreign landscape, you know, if you went to mm -hmm. some place that no one else had ever been, and you came back and you described that place, if you could describe that moment, then it seems like other people could have that other people could have that experience, you know. Yeah. And so if anybody were ever to watch, if anybody were to ever watch what we're doing right this minute, uh -huh. and uh, well, that's the to, be aware of, to be aware of the way they feel right this minute, 
uh, it would... Uh, well, that's the hardest thing, isn't it? I mean, I could give you a, like, a trick answer and say that, well, that's why you make, you see, the peace. Because those things are, those feelings are, you can't explain, you know? Do you think anyone can answer though? Can well, answer that? Do you know what I mean? You definitely feel it as an obligation, or at least I feel it as an obligation. Yeah. Okay. On one level, you know, in one way, if I'm dealing with these like acoustical things, I try to get the most elegant meaning the most simple way of executing them. Okay? And when I feel I've done that, there's a feeling of simplification and there's a pure kind of a quality. There's kind of a purifying quality about that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. About struggling to come up with the simplest configuration that you can, you know? And it has to do with practical matters of presenting it on a stage or, or in a space. And when I feel I've, I've solved that, I mean, that's kind of a problem. And I, although I, I don't feel that it, the pieces are problems to be solved, at least the technical aspect like that. When I feel I've come to that, I feel there's a kind of a pure, just, it's like alcohol, it's very pure, you know, mm -hmm. that you can, it's like, you know, the liquor that you drink, um, very distilled, transparent, you know, it's like a wonderful kind of a gin. <laughs> That's funny to say from someone that doesn't drink anymore. When I see anybody do anything, there's, there's an emotional feeling. I mean, if it's a person doing it, you know, I think of it that way. I mean, I don't know whether I'm answering yes. your question, but it's like we said before was if, if, if I'm asked to make a soundtrack or to make a piece for somebody, and the, I'm thinking specifically of... Uh, of uh, Iola Farber. Yes. Okay. For whom I'm asked often to supply some kind of a sound, right? Uh, some kind of, of, of uh, like, not, yeah, some kind of a sound. For her dancing. Yeah, for her dancing. Now, yeah. if she says, or if I feel there's some kind of a feeling there that I have to match or supply her, I invariably fail. It's not true for me to do that. Okay? Now, yes. what I do instead is to make pieces about natural acoustical phenomena, phenomena, sounds. The way sounds act, the way sounds are, you know. Yes. And by just thinking of, of them, I mean, people who don't like what I do would say that I'm doing experiments that any physicist can do, all right? Scientific experiments. The brainwave piece is really not much more than the EEG situation that is carried on every day by, by all over the world, you know? Yes. In that sense, it's simply EEG. Sensing the brainwaves. All I do is instead of hiding that or not treat. See, when you do an EEG on somebody, you hide it. I mean, it's in the hospital. And the people who do those things regarded it don't care about these 
situation. They care about the result. Yes. Something's wrong with somebody, they give them an EKG. They pass by the doing. I mean, they do it right. But they... Um, I'm interested in the fact that they do it and what the human situation is of that person who's having the EEG. So I just think of it as a piece of art. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So in that sense, I'm putting a feeling that's already there. It's already a very kind of a touching situation for a person to be in, isn't it? Yes, yes. To be having an EEG is a very touching situation. And since we don't have God anymore, at least I don't, yeah. or have those things that even other cultures have, we have touching situations. I mean, EEG is a wonderful thing, too, because you can find out things that you don't know from observe, from external. Hmm. Obs, obs, you know, you can observe a person who has an epileptic fit through the EEG, and you can well outside, yeah. and you can think that it's epilepsy or something else. Yes, but you really want to know from another source. You really want to find out. So yeah. the EEG is a tool. You know, it's a wonderful tool, and not that I'm dealing with. Mm, sort of raising tools to uh, to make them do something they don't do. But I regard the situation that the person finds him or herself in. You see, when I first did that piece, I didn't take it very far, technically. I wasn't really interested in biofeedback and the tech... I mean, if someone asked me technologically about it, I really didn't care much. What I cared more about was the situation of the person in that particular situation. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The person sitting there without having to make a motion, a single muscular motion, yet showing something unobserved, I mean, that you cannot observe from outside. And it's a very intimate situation. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's technology, you know, all this stupidity about technology being an enemy. Yeah. It's, it isn't at all. It's a tool. I mean, technology yeah. is one tool after the other. And it's no better or worse than any tool. <laughs> yeah. Used, you know, used, I mean, uh, Obviously, so the feeling, I saw that feeling. I mean, I knew, I took that feeling out of a context where they're not interested in the feeling. They're interested in the physical fact of what the brainwaves yeah. are, you see. And I really didn't care what the brainwaves were. I mean, people began saying, uh, are they this, are they that, you know, and I just never had the answer. Other composers who did the brainwave piece after I did we're more interested in that. We're more interested in the answer. In the technological oh, about, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. biology. I mean, I really wasn't interested in biology. Yeah. I was interested in the fact that our brains have that, that electrical charge yeah. in there, right? I mean, that's, that's electrical, isn't it? Yeah. And we have it right in our heads. And, uh, you know. I've received the message you broadcast last Sunday. It was good to hear from you after so much silence, but what you had to say sounded like you don't care if I ever get out of here. All you want is to hear from me sometimes. Your silence has definitely jeopardized my safety because it allows the FBI to continue to attempt to find me and Governor Reagan to make antagonistic statements with no response from you. I'm beginning to feel that the FBI would rather that I get killed than safely released. 
I'm telling you this now because I don't believe the FBI will let any more word from me get through to the media. I hear that people all around the country keep calling on the SLA to release me unharmed, but the SLA are not the ones who are harming me. It's the FBI, along with your indifference to the poor and your failure to deal with people and the SLA in a really sincere manner. I don't believe that you are doing everything you can, everything in your power. I don't believe that you're doing anything at all. You said that it was out of your hands. What you should have said was that you wash your hands of it. I guess that you don't understand that it is not just the crimes of you and Mom personally that I'm being held for, but the crimes of the University of California Board of Regents and your voting record, Mom, when you were on that board, and also the crimes of the Hearst Corporation. Dad, you say you put responsibility for my status on the corporation, but you seem to be ignoring the fact that you are the chairman of the board and Uncle Bill is president of the Hearst Corporation. I know that if anything happens to me, it will be because your corporation advisors and the FBI decided to protect their interests instead of my life. I don't know who influenced you to not comply with a good faith gesture. I know you could have done it the way the SLA asked. I mean, I know that we have enough money. But it seems to me that you've told the FBI to do whatever they decide is necessary to destroy the SLA. Is this really true, Dad? I've heard reports concerning the FBI investigations and interrogations, Governor Reagan's careless and antagonistic remarks, and the attempts of federal agencies with the use of the news media to mentally prepare the public for my death by calling for mass prayers and petitions to the SLA for my release. From this, I am forced to draw only one conclusion, that the FBI and other federal agencies want me to die. I no longer seem to have any importance as a human being. Rather, I have become all-important as a political pivot point for certain right-wing elements, and I can only be used successfully by these people if I'm killed. As for the constant reassurances by the FBI that my safety is their primary concern, I can only say that the FBI has never been famous for its concern for the safety of hostages, and from what I've seen so far, this case is no different. Whether consciously or not, the news media has been assisting the FBI in its now overt attempts to set me up for execution. It has done this primarily in two ways. First, by promoting the public image of my father as a bereaved parent who has done all he can to meet the demands of his daughter's kidnappers and who now awaits her supposedly long overdue release. In fact, the SLA demands have not even been approximated, and they have made it very clear that until the good faith gesture is completed, negotiations for my release will not begin. Second, the media, with complete cooperation from my parents, has created a public image of me as a helpless, innocent girl who was supposedly abducted by two terrible black escaped convicts. I'm a strong woman, and I resent being used in this way. I've been hearing reports about the food program. So far, it sounds like you and your advisors have managed to turn it into a real disaster. I heard that only 15,000 people received food in the first two weeks, and each of them received only about $8 worth. It sounds like most of the food is low quality. No one received any beef or lamb. Anyway, it certainly didn't sound like the kind of food our family is used to eating. The SLA wanted this program to be over in one month. They wanted each person to get $70 worth of good food all at once. If you had just done what the SLA wanted with the food program, the month would be almost over and I would be ready to get out of here. What you've done is tell people in need to set up this program where people get just an $8 bag of food, so it's being stretched out into a really discouraging thing for the people who need food. Dad, I know that you got most of the food donated to people in need, and that you have put very little money at all into the program. Mom, I can't believe that you agree with the out-of-my-hands stand that Dad has taken. I just wish that you could be stronger and pull yourself together from all these emotional outbursts and see if you can persuade Dad to listen to you and the rest of the family. Mom, you've got to stand up and speak for yourself. You seem to be allowing other people to make your decisions. Your statements, if I can call them that, have given the FBI the go-ahead to kill me. 
I wish God would touch your heart and get you to do something concrete to help me. I wish I knew what the rest of the family was thinking and saying. It's hard to believe that my sisters and cousins aren't saying anything. That is the end of this side. The story continues on the next cassette. That is the end of this side. The story continues on the next cassette. That, that is the end of this side. The story continues on the next cassette. That, that is the end of this side. The story continues on the next cassette. That is that is the end of this side. The story continues on the next cassette. That is the end of the end of this side. The story continues on the next cassette. That is the end of the end of this side. The story continues on the next on the next cassette. That is the end of the end of this side. The story continues on the next on the next cassette. That is the end of this end of this side. The story continues on the next cassette. That is the end of this end of this side. The story continues on the next cassette. That is the end of that is the end of this side. The story continues on the next cassette. On the next cassette. That is the end of this side. That is the end of this side. The story continues. The story continues on the next cassette. That is the end of this side. That is the end of this side. The story continues. The story continues on the next cassette. That is the end of this side. That is the end of this side. The story continues. The story continues on the next cassette. That is the end of this side. That is the end of this side. The story continues. The story continues on the next cassette. That is the end of this side. That is the end of this side. The story continues. The story continues on the next cassette. That is the end of this side. That is the end of this side. The story continues. The story continues on the next cassette. That is the end of this side. That is the end of this side. The story continues on the story continues on the next cassette. That is the end of this side. That is the end of this side. The story continues on the next cassette. The story continues on the next cassette. That is the end of this side. That is the end of this side. The story continues on the next. The story continues on the next. That is the end of this side. That is the end of this side. The story continues on the next. The story continues on the next. That is the end of this side. That is the end of this side. The story continues on the next. That is the end of this side. That is the end of this side. On the next. The story continues on the next. That is the end of this side. That is the end of this side. On the next. The story continues on the next. That is the end of this side. are burnt and bleeding and all that looks like a monkey on a silver bar. Big poop hatch with a cotton hatch. Hatch holes that the light shows in and the light shows out. 
and the little red fence, and the wire and the wood, and the barbs and the berries, the tires and the bottles and the car up on rims, and the heat swims on its fenders and the dust collects and the rust of autumn surrenders into gold. Trumpet poop on the ground with peanuts, its bell was blocking an ant's vision, and the mice played in its air holes and valves. A ladybug crawled off its mouthpiece, standing out red and blacked its wings and blew off to a flower. Its hum heard just above the ground. Black dots were hung in what turned out to be an olive tree that originally held a treehouse full of a building with one small window. Birds and broken glass and tiny bits of newspaper. My son is free from my window, said the god, the green dabbers. Rice wires, mouse tins, and milk muffins. Cereal and stone, matches, and mats and mace and clubs, and splintered shaft light intrigues a cricket on a dust-jeweled penlet. Cobwebs collect down plaster, run into a hole and find collected glass that drinks a reflection of midday afternoon, midway between telegraph lines. A silver wing, a cloud, a rumbling of a cloud, a crowd of various violins strum from next door through my wall into my ear, obviously artificial. Neighbors laugh through sandwiches. Harlem babies, their stomachs explode into roars, their eyes shiny with starvation. Spreckled hula dance on my phonograph. My door rattles windy. Sand wears my rug shoe and taps on the unheard finish of an hourglass I cannot hear. A typical musician's nest of thoughts filter through dust speakers. Why don't you go home? Oh, blobby, are you great? Exclaims two lips in some jumbled rock and roll tune. And where's a spot I cannot scratch? The surface of a friend. This high book a friend laid on me. On the couch relaxing in the corner behind a still life pond with plenty of bugs and lily pads, slurred in mud banks and boulders, tin cans and raisins warped by thought, strain on the spoon like a wheat check, check Biff cotton popping out of his sleeve, poop hatch open, big poop hatch with a cotton hatch, hatch holes, gotta pick up the horns, but the head won't move until it walks. School door. <clears throat> that wall of like completely destroyed it. You created it. You wanna record the whole all of it? Yeah, just do it. Okay. Let yourself enjoy your body. 